It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Long time no see, but we're going to chop it up about Xavier Cook today. We're going to talk about his performance in FIBA and where does he fit in his current Wizards rotation going forward this regular season. We're going to talk about that and more next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Again, long time no see. It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. And thank you again for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every single day. So Xavier Cooks, he's in FIBA and he's been balling out a little bit, especially against Japan. So we're going to talk about his performance in FIBA and we're going to look at how does this translate as far as his place in the rotation going forward with the Washington Wizards this regular season coming up? So let's get into it, E. Um, Xavier Cook's balling out in FIBA, um, and we're going to take a quick look at his stat line now. You know, it's been kind of a little uneven um, against Japan. Um, he did score 24 points, shooting 12 from 20 and 16 rebounds. But uh, if you look at his average from FIBA so far, uh, he's averaging around nine points a game. Average around anywhere about you know four point four out of six um, shots uh, out of shot attempts, and around roughly five point six rebounds and let me look at that and zero point eight assists. So, looking at his stat line, um, have you been impressed with Xavier Cook so far in FIBA? And um, do you see that has there been any improvements in any areas of the game, or is he kind of what he is? You know, he, he is what he's advertised to be. Uh, I like what I saw against him. I mean, I like what I saw from him in the FIBA games against Japan. Japan came off an upset where they beat Finland with Lori Markkinen. Uh, it's funny because I, I tweeted that uh, Xavier Cooks is dominating against Japan, and somebody commented on my tweet and said, uh, of course he is. He better be because it's Japan. Now, Japan is a smaller team. They have uh, they have Yuta Watanabe. That's the one NBA player they had on there. Of course, Rui's not playing, but – uh, I still have respect for Japan because they upset Finland. They had Japan had another good win too, but Xavier Cook says he's done a good job finishing around the rim. 24 points, 16 boards in that game. He really was dominating. He's dunked on a couple people. He's played above the rim here and there. Uh, he has been the beneficiary of Patty Mills is a good point guard in FIBA. F- Patty Mills is a different player in FIBA. Um, Josh Giddy has done a good job for Australia. They got Dante Exum. So they have a lot of good guards. They got Josh Green from the Mavericks. They have a lot of young – they have a lot of NBA players on the Australian roster and guys that can get Xavier Cooks a lot of open looks. He basically did what he did in the Summer League where Xavier Cooks had a double-double in the Summer League where he's getting a lot of open looks, a lot of open dunks, layups, finishing, rebounding. Nobody questions his motor. Nobody questions his work ethic. I think he's a tough player. He runs the floor. He's just a bit undersized. That's the only thing. He's 6'9", doesn't stretch the floor. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but – 
I like what he was. I like, I've liked what I've seen so far from him in FIBA. And then at that point in that game, um, Wizards of Oz, they came up with an article. They said Cooks has the second highest efficiency rating on the team, only behind international basketball legend Patty Mills. Cooks shot an impressive 19 for 29 from so so fi- from the field so far at that point. Now, after that, like you brought up, his numbers did go down after that game. Pulling up the stats right here, he had one point against uh, Georgia, and then he had two points against Slovenia. So he went from 24 points to two points to one point and four rebounds against Georgia, two points and one rebound against Slovenia. So uh, looks like his minutes went down, his production went down. He looked, he went a little bit down to earth. So the consistency just hasn't been there. But the first three games, I like what I saw. But other than that, he just went downhill. Yeah, like you said, um, he had a heck of a performance against Japan. But with you know, with, with the decrease in minutes, his performance went down. Now, has he changed anything? I'm gonna say no. He to me, he kind of is what he is. Uh, he can rebound, he has a high motor, um, he does have athleticism, you know, he can drive the lane, he, he can dunk, you know, he, he's definitely you know, highlight reel, man. But you know, three-point shot is non-existent. Um, getting past certain defenders, he's still not there yet. Um so he is what he is. You know, he, I hate to make this comparison, man, but as far as his fit and his production on the Wizards and even with FIBA in the Summer League, you remind me a lot of Anthony Gill, the guy where, you know, he's going to get a lot of that hardworking stats that aren't recorded, you know, hustling, you know, athleticism. You know, like I said, he can drive the lane, he can dunk, but, you know, has he developed a, a consistent shot that remains to be seen? Um, and, you know, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but, you know, as far as his fit, you know, We'll, we'll see. Um, he looked good. I ain't gonna lie to you. He did look good, but is did he really wow you outside of the Japan game? To me, not really. He looks solid. You know, he looks like a solid role guy. You know, he's not a guy that really just jumps out at me. He's a guy that is going to get significant minutes. But I do like what I see. You know, he, he has evolved a little bit with Summer League, and especially going against international play. Because I'm going to go ahead and throw this out. I've been waiting almost two weeks just to say this, man. Um... I've been a big critic on FIBA, and I think that, you know, I always talk about um, protecting your investment. Look, forget all that. I've been watching these FIBA games, man, and mm-hmm. this has been some good mm-hmm. basketball, man. <laughs> forget all that. Forget what I said. Look, this is, I mean, look, Canada. I mean, the list goes on. There's some good basketball being played with FIBA, man. And absolutely. Throw your best talent out there and represent the country, man. So, like I said before, I had that feeling where it's like, man, you know, as an owner, I want to protect my investment, you know, especially look at injuries. But that's some good basketball, man. I'm trying to tell you, Canada, man, looking nasty. I mean, U.S. took a took a hit, but I do like our squad for the U.S. team, man. So, you know, getting back to Australia and Xavier Cooks, he looks like a good role guy. You know, he does have that motor where he's going to drive the lane, dunk on some people. You know, he's going to have he's going to hustle. He's going to die for loose balls. But you know, as as far as significant minutes on the second unit, we'll see because this is a rebuilding team with young talent, and, and we're about to talk about it shortly about what his fit truly is and to me he just he looks like a role guy and and it's all good you know look championship teams need role guys and i'm not saying the championship team but you get what i'm saying is that you know role guys do have their purpose their purpose man but he just doesn't jump out at me as that you know the guy's gonna get significant minutes in a rotation for the wizards man so um yeah i mean the japan he, he was balling out against japan i mean you, you can't sleep on really any of these teams man because there's talent a lot of these teams man I mean, like I said, FIBA has just been lit this year, man. I mean, some good quality basketball, man. I'm trying to tell you. And like I said, I've been waiting a minute to say that, man, because I know a lot of people got on me and said, look, man, <laughs> FIBA ain't that bad. And like I said, I always look at things 
through the, the lens of an owner or general manager. And I, I talk a lot about it, protecting your investment, but I mean, this is some good basketball I'm watching, man. So um, Xavier Cooks, he has, you know, he took a step as far as being more consistent in his motor and getting past certain, you know, uh, defenses, man. But he still got some work to do, especially developing a shot. You know, in this current day and age, you've got to have a consistent jump shot, man. You know, we've been saying that about a lot of people in this roster, man. You know, going forward, we're going to talk about Danny, you know, a few other people here and there who, you know, dare jump shot away. And I think that Xavier Cooks, if he can develop a decent – consistent jump shot man then we could be cooking a little bit but till he does that you know the jury is still kind of out what his long-term fit is so um we're gonna go ahead and move on we're gonna talk about what is his fit where does he fit in this rotation for a young and rebuilding washington wizard squad but before we do tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, and i was using it tonight with the dodgers man so the dodgers gotta step it up tonight get ready for the nfl season though with an incredible office for FanDuel, america's number one sports book Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Ooh, Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and now you can bet on anything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NF. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Phil, and thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to chop it up about Kyle Kuzma. Is he a player that could be around for a while, or is he strictly a trade asset? So getting back into it, Xavier Cooks, and we're going to look at the looking at the depth chart at ESPN.com. At the four position, obviously, Kyle Kuzma is a starter. Um, they have Denny Avia uh, backing him up. Now, the jury is still out whether they start Denny or Corey Kispert at the three. But where it stands right now, <laughs> I don't really I don't see where he would fit, man. Because if you look at the four, you know, you got Kyle Kuzma, Denny Avia, Danilo Gallinari, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Um, I don't know if I trust Xavier Kuz to play him at the three. And even then, you know, you got Bilal Kulabali, he might fit behind Bilal, but to you, I mean, wh- where do you fit him in? Where, where does minutes come from for Xavier Cooks this year? Yeah, I, I personally don't see a lot of minutes for him still after this. I still think he was he has been inconsistent where he came back down to earth after the 24-point game where he had four points and then one point. Uh, he is undersized big. He is about 6'9". Uh, a lot of his baskets are manufactured. I hate to say spoon-fed like John Wall said with marching court tie. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, if your buckets are manufactured as long as you're finishing around the rim. But he's not a lob threat, uh, can't really shoot the mid-range shot, doesn't really have a free-throw jumper, doesn't have a three-point shot. Uh, once again, undersized. So against other bigs, he's really more of a center. He's not really a four. He's more of a center. He's an athletic guy. He's more of like an athletic five, really. I know in the NBL – he was just an athlete. He's just overpowered guys with his athleticism in the NBL. He was the NBL MVP. 
But uh, over here, you know, watching the game that we went to against the Rockets, he had bad hands. He, he was fumbling the ball, dropped a couple passes, struggled to finish around the rim, kind of struggled with his touch as well. And you look at the big man spot, we need bigs. You know, Anthony Gill looks like he's going to go overseas from all the reports that we've seen this summer. And he's still on the he's still on the depth chart. Uh, we just don't have any bigs at all. We could certainly use him. And the Vucevic is going overseas as well. So we don't have any big man depth at, at all. Mike Muscala is, is small. Gafford's a small. He's, you know, he's going to be our, our best big, but he's a small guy compared to, you know, Embiid and Jokic and Vucevic and all the other, you know, Steven Adams, all the other bigs that are just stronger than Gafford. So, um, you know, I still think we would get dominated if if Cooks is out there guarding, you know, some of the best bigs out there in the league, right? Anthony Davis right uh, right now. So, I can see him getting some energy minutes, just kind of being a pest, moving his feet, trying to get some deflections, some steals, running the floor, finishing above, finishing around the rim, setting the screen, setting a tough screen. I can see him doing that. But at this point, I still don't see him really being a rotational guy. Now, if Gaffer gets in foul trouble, and I can see Xavier Cooks kind of holding down the fort. You know, just doing the things that you said don't that don't show up in the stat sheet, diving on the floor for a loose ball, taking a charge, doing those things, just setting a screen, setting up guys, setting up a screen for Jordan Poole to get open three. I can see him do, certainly do things like that uh, for sure. So I can see him getting about, you know, 10 to 12 minutes a game, 12 to 15 minutes. So even though he is playing at a solid level of FIBA, I still don't see him getting, of course, anywhere near like 20 to 30 minutes a game at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't see. And, and once again, I will say the last thing I'll say: he's a Tommy mm-hmm. Shepard signing. Oh Lord! You know, Will Dawkins, Michael Winger, and uh, Travis Schlenk. They didn't sign. They didn't. And and Tommy gave him a four year. It was like a four year deal, six million dollars. I got to pull it up. So uh, Tommy Shepard has some plans for Xavier Cooks. I don't. I don't. I just we don't know if these guys have the same plans that Tommy <laughs> Shepard had. For Xavier. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, Tommy had a lot of plans. <laughs> you got to check that man's cup. I mean, yeah. four-year and, deal. And last thing I'll say, too, sorry to cut you off. The preseason game we play is against the Australian teams, like the M- M- NBL team or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just don't see where his, his minutes would come from, man. I mean, looking mm-hmm. at the depth chart, depends on where they who to play at the three. Um, if Denny starts at the three, then, you know, Gallinari is going to be your backup. And he may get minutes behind Gallinari. Because to me, look at that Patrick Baldwin Jr. is this, man. Um, sweet shot, but he's got to find another area to contribute. You know, right now, that's my biggest issue with Patrick Baldwin is, yeah, he's got a sweet shot, but he's got to be at his size. He's got to be able to rebound. He's got to be able to contribute other ways. If his shot's not dropping, then he's practically non-existent. We saw that in Summer League. You know, when his shot wasn't dropping, he was, he was, he was, that was it. So he's going to get minutes in front of Patrick Baldwin because I, I definitely think that Patrick Baldwin might be a candidate to go play for Go-Go, and which is, is nothing wrong with that. He's going to give him some minutes to kind of develop his game and get him where he needs to be. But, you know, if they play Kispert at the three, you know, you got Denny backing up Kuzma, and then you got Gallinari because you best believe they're going to try to get some value for Gallinari and move him at the deadline. So I just don't see it. Maybe you include him in a deal because um, then, look, <laughs> you know, 
maybe a consolidation trade. I don't know. I just don't see the minutes, you know. But the thing is, you know, you can never you can never have enough depth till it's an issue. You know, that's something we said the last two years where, you know, we had the good problem having depth till it became an issue. But, you know, with this situation, um, especially with a young club, man, you know, injuries happen. You know, hold on to him for death reasons. Like I said, Patrick Baldwin Jr., good prospect. He has, to me, a high ceiling, but a very low floor right now because he has to find other ways to contribute. So, you know, he's just he's going to be on the bench for a while. <laughs> it, it is what it is. He's going to be he's, he's going to have his jump shoot on, man, for a minute because I just don't see where he's going to get quality minutes. And like I said, you know, his motor, his athleticism, like I said, he can drive the lane. You know, he, he's dunking on folk. Um, he's just, he's got to find other areas to contribute too. You know, he can rebound. Um, he's got a little bit dog to him, um, but he's got to find other ways to contribute. He's got to develop a shot, man. And I, and I know a lot of people are going to say, you know, you don't always have to develop a shot, but look, if you look at, and I hate to keep bringing him up, man, because I, and, you know, I'm going to bring up two people, Bilal and Denny, where what is, what is the prognosis about those two? If they develop a shot, then you're talking about you're cooking. You know, the, a, you know, a jump shot, a three point shot is is key right now in this modern day NBA. Steph Curry changed the whole landscape. Three point shooting is is a premium right now. You got to be able to stretch the floor. You know, like I said, we said we we said it. You know, this past year, man, where you know you got guys at the center position hitting threes. So what's the excuse? You know, I mean, it's not Patrick Ewing anymore. You got Cat sitting back to hitting threes. You know, MB sitting out there hitting threes. So that's the prognosis of the NBA, man. That that is a premium is shooting. And for him to really find those minutes, whether it's in D.C. or anywhere else, he's got to develop a shot, man. He's got to find other areas to contribute. So, yeah, I think he's a solid role guy. But significant minutes, I just don't see it yet. Right. Yeah, Xavier Cooks is listed at 6'8", 185 pounds on basketball reference. And then Joel Embiid is listed at 7 feet, 280 pounds. <laughs> So I'm not saying that anybody's going to stop. We already know nobody's going to stop Joel Embiid. But, you know, we're putting centers out there that are 185 pounds. I got to look at how much Gaffer weighs. Gaffer's probably, you know, 6'10", 230, if I had to guess. So we're pretty – we're really thin. Mascala's a skinny guy, a, a lean guy, too. Yeah, Gaffer's 234. So, you know, we're throwing out centers that, you know, giving up, you know, 20, 30 pounds on other guys. Bam in a bio. I can look at his height and weight. And, you know, Bam's not the tallest guy in the world, but, you know, we're going to struggle against a lot of bigs coming up. You know, Bam's 255. So Bam's got 60 to 70 pounds on Xavier Cooks. And Xavier Cooks, you know, I hate to take it away from him, but Japan, yes, they are a smaller team. Once again, Japan, they play hard. They beat Finland with Laurie Mark, and they upset another team too. But, yes, we do have to be honest with the level of competition that he was playing against, that he had that 24-point and uh, 16-rebound game. So, But, no, I'm rooting for Xavier Cooks. Uh, you brought up a bunch of good points. But, I mean, I could see him getting a little bit of playing time only because we're just so thin at the five spot. And there may be some times where they may – where West is just forced to play Kuz at the five, Denny at the five, or even Gallup at the five. If Gaffer gets in foul trouble, or if he gets injured, if he gets winded, injured, knocked on wood. So, you know, we'll see. But um, I'm rooting for Xavier Cooks, and we'll see if he can – Crack the rotation and give us some energy and hustle minutes. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm I'm rooting for brother, man. I you know I definitely want him to have successful careers. Just as far as his fit with the Washington Wizards, the jury's still out. So we'll see. Is he a role player? And you know, definitely let us know down below comment section. Let us know what you guys think. You know, does he deserve significant minutes with second team, or what do you guys think? So we're gonna go ahead and call it there. Again, appreciate you guys. It's been a minute. You know, it's off season, man. So you know, we definitely. It's the dog days of the offseason. But, man, look, season's coming up. 
you know, next month, man, you're looking at training camp and you're looking at the beginning of the regular season. So definitely excited for that. So definitely thank you guys for making Locked Up Wizards your first listen every single day. Every day is tomorrow. We're going to talk about Kyle Kuzma. And is Kyle Kuzma an asset to stay here long term or is he strictly just a trade asset? So definitely tune in for that. So hail to the Wizards and peace. See you guys later. Take care. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.